Hey, it's Tom Matthews from Eternal Living Dead and Friday the 13th, Part 6, to name a few. And you're listening to the Bean Joe Grizzly Podcast. Enjoy. And when I'm not trying to stop evil druid millionaires from killing all the trick-or-treaters around the nation in the name of Sam Hain, I'm at the Grizzly Cave, watching movies, reading comments, listening to metal, and of course, crushing beers. And it's here, people, the spookiest day of the year. It's Halloween. And to celebrate, I'm going to be dusting off the old VCR and searching through the shelves of the old long-lost ruins of a video store to bring y'all a true gem of the 80s but also a controversial film. This film was either loved immensely or despised passionately. I for one feel that it's underrated, overhated, misunderstood, and mishandled. I'm of course talking about the third installment of the Halloween franchise, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch turned 40 this month, so I couldn't think of a better time to talk about it. But before we get started, I want to remind everyone to please like and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. That way, you'll never miss an episode. Also, follow the show on all social media platforms so you can get updates on upcoming episodes, geek news, discussions, cool videos, and interact with yours truly. So follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the Mean Joe Grizzly Podcast, at Mean Joe Grizz Pod on Twitter. Like the official Mean Joe Grizzly podcast Facebook page, and last but certainly not least, join my Mean Militia on the show's official Facebook group, the Mean Joe Grizzly Mean Militia. I look forward to interacting with y'all and talking about all forms of badassery. So let's pop in that tape. This is Mean Joe Video.
You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, you happen to know anything about this Cochran? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Trick or treat, trick or treat. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask. Can I have a mask? Uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Cochran? Why? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke of the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it! The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. The night no one comes home. So after the success of Halloween 2 in 1981, Erwin Yabins and Mustafa Akkad approached John Carpenter and Deborah Hill about creating a third film. John Carpenter and Hill really wanted to turn Halloween into an anthology franchise of films that take place on Halloween night, each with a unique standalone story. The Michael Myers story was over supposedly after his death in Halloween 2, and truth be told, Carpenter thought that the story was over after the first film and was better left done. He never wanted to do a sequel. See my Halloween 2 review from last year to see why. So he and Deborah Hill took the roles of producers while friend and past co-worker Tommy Lee Wallace would take the director's position. Mustafa Akkad and Erwin Yavins gave them a budget of $2.5 million and they were off to the races. The story centers around Daniel Chalice, played by Tom Atkins, an alcoholic doctor who is thrown in the middle of a conspiracy involving this season's most popular Halloween mask. The night began with a toy shop owner named Harry Grambridge is brought into the hospital after narrowly escaping a group of mysterious men in suits. He's admitted gripping a jack-o'-lantern Halloween mask and belligerently claiming, they're gonna kill us all. He's placed into the care of Dr. Chalice, but it would be short-lived as one of the strange men in suits from before would enter Harry's room and kills him by tearing his skull apart with his bare hands, or I should say his bare fingers. It's a really freaking gnarly kill where he reaches down with his two fingers and grabs his nose and like presses in and breaks his face with his two fingers and kills him. It's just this really disgusting kill just one of the big surprises about this movie so the suited man would then grab the mask go get in his car and pour gas all over himself and blow himself up without hesitation so the next day we're introduced to harry's daughter ellie played by stacy nelkin 
she approaches Dr. Chalice at a bar and the two decide to team up and investigate what led to Harry's death. And after investigating his shop, the duo find out that the mask Harry was holding when he came into the hospital was made by a company called Silver Shamrock Novelties. And it just so happens that the factory that manufactures the mask is close by. So the two take off for the town of Santa Maria, California. And upon arriving, they check into a hotel where they discover that Harry was a previous guest. They continue to investigate and they find out that the factory is the source of the town's wealth and that its leader and owner is a man known as Connell Cochran, played by Danny O'Hurley. I know I butchered his name. <laughs> the two would take a tour of the factory and after the tour, they would tour each other. And it's it's crazy because this is this is what makes the character that Tom Atkins is playing so freaking ridiculous because he's literally this middle-aged man who's an alcoholic he's got like a he's got an ex-wife and a family with kids and he doesn't give a shit about his kids or his ex-wife he's just he's just out here to drink and and, and bang girls he don't give a damn no matter how old they are apparently either because it, it seems like ellie is way younger than him i don't think that she's underage but she's she's very young compared to him so it's just one of those funny things that everyone likes tom atkins for there they would meet other toy store owners and see how the masks are made as well as finally meeting the film's villain connell cochran after leaving the tour they would go back to the hotel for some more extra activities and Chalice would step out to have a drink where he would run into a homeless man the two begin to have a conversation about connell cochran the homeless man explains that cochran never hired one person from the town upon opening silver shamrock and that he has the town under his constant surveillance with cameras everywhere the two would part ways and Chalice would head back to his room and to Ellie once again. In the room next door, the woman, there's a woman named Marge and she is tampering with one of the masks and in doing so, she discovers this microchip type device in the silver shamrock tag on the back of each mask. And this would unfortunately lead to her death as the tag would emit this strange and deadly energy ray that would hit Marge in the mouth and it would mutilate her face as well as cause these insects to crawl out of her mouth. And yeah, that's one of those things about this movie that's never really explained about the insects and stuff after these masks kill their victims or whatnot. But it's very creepy. So, But men in lab coats would arrive to collect the body and take her to the factory where she can get the best possible care according to Connell Cochran. And Chalice would try to help, but would be quickly dismissed by Cochran. And it's at this point that Cochran has had enough, and he sends his men in suits to deal with it. They first kill the homeless man by tearing his fucking head off, and it is freaking gnarly. The guy in the suit that, that killed him is played by Dick Warlock, who also played Michael Myers in Halloween 2. And it is like freaking brutal light. One guy holds him down. He's got the guy on his knees. He holds him down, and Dick Warlock's character grabs the guy by the head and just starts pulling his head and just legitimately twists his head off and throws it away. It's freaking crazy and just shocking because the movie, yes, it's had violence up to this point, but that one point was just really crazy. There's also another scene where one of these men in suits kills this girl in a morgue that's trying to help chalice by holding her down and taking a drill to her head it's just crazy kills for this movie 
and the men in suits they're clearly not normal man so they capture ellie so Chiles attempts a rescue mission he sneaks into the factory and upon entering sees an old lady who is sitting in a chair sewing and is non-responsive to any of thing Chalice says to her or anything so Chalice walks up to her to shake her to like shake the lady and upon doing so her fucking head falls off and it is revealed that she is a robot like she has these mechanical moving parts within her body and it's just this real shocking thing like huh and then he is descended upon by the man in the suit that's played by Dick Warlock so after the two scuffle around and he smacks Chalice around a little bit. Chalice manages to get the upper hand on him and he punches a hole through Dick Warlock's stomach causing this yellow fluid to come out of his mouth and then at this time Chalice discovers that this guy is indeed a robot too because he rips out his mechanical parts that's within his gut and Cochran would reveal himself and capture chalice and then he explains that the men in suits and the old lady are androids he built to do his bidding very random i get it but it kind of works i'm just saying it's kind of cool kind of works and cochran takes chalice to a, the previous off limits area called final processing where he reveals his plan he shows chalice like a piece of stonehenge that they stole like months ago and tells Chalice that he's going to implant each tag on these masks with a microchip that contains a fragment of Stonehenge and the whole time in this movie there's been a commercial playing and you heard that commercial at the beginning of the episode is three more days till Halloween 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 it's it's kind of annoying but it kind of gets stuck in your head and it's counting down the days to Halloween and on Halloween night during the horathon they're going to be doing a big giveaway so during the big giveaway once it commences the chips will activate and kill the wearer by causing their brain to melt and swarms of insects and snakes to pour out of their heads and the mask and kill everyone nearby very bizarre but <laughs> It's not really explained how it happens, but it's pretty gross and it's effective. And Cochran demonstrates this by showing Chalice like a family that he's led into like this prop room. That's like a living room with a TV and he gives this kid a mask. And then the process is initiated and the commercial is played and the mask kills the boy and his family. The mask just melts the boy's head pretty much while the commercials playing and these loads of insects and these venomous snakes just start pouring out of his head and eventually the entire family succumbs to this and Cochran explains that his intention is to revive the ancient rituals that pagans would do such as sacrificing children in celebration of Sam Hain or Eupurus Samhain it's always going to be Sam Hain to me if it's Sam Hain to Joe Bob, it's going to be Sam Hain to me. <laughs> so he would then tie Chalice up and place a mask on him in front of a TV and playing the infamous commercial. And Chalice would find a way to escape. He finds Ellie and he sneaks back into the control room in final processing. 
and there he would sabotage the entire plan by emptying a box of the microchips from the ledge overlooking the entire control room. And this sets off this like chain reaction of explosions and laser blasts and stuff, killing all the scientists and the androids. And then somehow it activates Stonehenge and that would send out this ray and it would disintegrate Connell Cochran. And he's dead, but his reign of terror isn't over. And after fleeing the, the factory after it explodes, Chalice and Ellie are trying to figure out how to stop this commercial from airing. But it's then that Ellie reveals herself to be one of Cochrane's androids and she causes the car to crash and attempts to kill Chalice. And after struggling, he manages to freaking get decapitator. And it's, it's a crazy scene because he, she is like trying to choke him out and break his neck while he's driving. They end up hitting a tree. And then when he's in the driver's seat trying to collect himself, you can see Ellie's arm hanging from the door handle on the opposite side, on the passenger side. And when he gets out, this one-armed Ellie android comes at him and tries to choke him again. And he takes a tire iron and just smacks her head off her shoulders. And even then, she still tries to kill him. The severed arm actually tries to kill him. So he just can't he can't catch a break. She eventually dies, and this is when this is when Chalice makes his way to the nearest gas station. It turns out to be the same gas station that Ellie's father went to when they before they brought him into the hospital. So he ends up in this gas station, and the first thing he does is picks up the phone and calls his ex-wife to tell the kids to take off those masks. And after getting them to do so he gets off the phone with them and he calls the tv stations in an attempt to get the commercial to not air and he manages to stop one i know he does one i think he might get another one but i'm not sure but one station continues to show it and time is running out and the movie will end with chalice screaming stop it stop it stop it into the phone as the commercial continues to play pretty bleak, bleak ending but effective and I think a good way to end the movie Halloween 3 is a strange movie that to me is successful in embodying what John Carpenter was intending to do and it's the standalone story that embodies Halloween and concepts surrounding it and it seems random at times with the android assassins and laser beams shooting out of tags and the mask eating kids' heads. But it's trying to it's trying to take the ancient pagan roots of Halloween and work it in in this weird way. And I I love it. I love Tom Atkins in this. Like this is like the role to me. This and Night of the Creeps are his two biggest roles that he just stands out in. And his character in this is so freaking ridiculous. Just this middle-aged alcoholic that doesn't give a shit about his kids or anything, like I said before, and just wants to bang the ladies. And apparently, age is only a number because, like I said before. Clearly, Ellie is younger than him, and he does not care. <laughs> Kano Cochran is a solid villain who, although his intentions are clear and his methods of carrying out his plans are clear, the way it works is left unexplained. Like, we don't know why their heads melt, and 
the freaking snakes and the bugs come out. Uh, there's been like theories where people said that it's opening dimensional portals in their brains and stuff like that, but I can't find anywhere where it actually explains that. That's I think that's just somebody's headcanon that kind of stuck in the mythos of the movie. And to me, that's the biggest downfall of the movie. Uh, the soundtrack might be one of Carpenter's best. Uh, it's it's eerie at times that are, and it's really unsettling but it gives this dark atmosphere to the movie as you would expect from John Carpenter the gore at times is shocking and especially the first kill and the homeless man getting his head torn off those were brutal and honestly they were unexpected the first time I seen this movie and even though I revisit this every year those two kills are still crazy to me and they're just extraordinarily like effective and I don't really have any complaints about this movie other than how the mass works and how they kill people. It just never gets explained. And at least again, at least I don't remember it, I, but I don't have any complaints. I think this movie is a, is a stone cold classic and season of the witch is, it's deserving of that cult classic title. In my opinion, I understand that people at the time hated this because they were expecting Michael Myers or something similar but also I say to you people, y'all need to get over it. <laughs> just, uh, it, I, I'm a firm believer that if this movie was just called season of the witch and a lot of people share this opinion that it would have been a hit. And what's crazy is it may have been a failure in the eyes of the fans and the critics and the lowest grossing film in the franchise at the time, but it grossed 14.4 million on a two, point five million dollar budget and that's a successful gross it's not huge and nowhere close to the other two films but it made back like what five or six times its budget that's that's a w <laughs> if, if it wasn't for the mishandling of calling it halloween 3 this movie would have been universally praised as a classic and tommy lee wallace did a fantastic job of directing and writing in a way that embodied what John Carpenter's true intentions for the franchise was. And I think more people should give it a chance. And honestly, after Halloween ends, I think the franchise could use a fresh new direction with this kind of story in mind. It's definitely in my regular rotation every year for my Halloween watch list. And I would love to see more like this in the franchise, especially now, again, with how Halloween ends turned out. But let's get to the verdict. Halloween 3 is an underrated, overhated, and underappreciated classic with great characters in Don Chalice and Ellie and a solid villain in Connell Cochran. It has great kills, weird concepts, and it perfectly embodies the Halloween atmosphere. Halloween 3 proves itself worthy to be on your Halloween watch list and should be considered as a template for the direction of the franchise in the future. With all that being said, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, gets a 4 out of 5 and is grizzly grade guaranteed. If you have not seen this classic, go watch it now. 
And with that, we're going to bring this episode to an end. Thank you all so much for y'all's continued support and patience. Without y'all, the show is not possible. I want to give a shout out to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. His music is amazing and is what I use as my background music throughout each episode, as well as the music that I use for my intro and outro tracks. So check out his music at White Bat Audio on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts, and also follow the show on all social media platforms. And more importantly, join my mean militia by joining the official Facebook group, The Mean Joe Grizzly Mean Militia. I want to thank everybody for joining me for the yearly Halloween special. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, the spooky season's coming to an end, and for us horror fans, it's always spooky season. But the official spooky season's coming to an end, and we're going to be getting back to business as usual. Uh, we'll be covering some Black Panther Wakanda forever. I'll probably be doing a grizzly guide on what I think they're going to be pulling from to put in this movie and what I think is going to happen in this movie. I'll give you some of my theories and thoughts. But before I leave, we're going to be ending this episode with a special message from one of the greatest horror icons of all time, Vincent Price. So remember, until next time, I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. The demons squeal in sheer delight. It's you they spy, so plump, so right. For though the groove is hard to beat, yet still you stand with frozen feet. You try to run, you try to scream, but no more sun you'll ever see. For evil reaches from the crypt to crush you in its icy grip. The foulest stench is in the air, the funk of 40,000 years, and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver. For no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. <laughs>